Chapter 10, The Catacombs Prepare for the scarab slaughter, Daniel thinks as he sidesteps toward a corner of the stone wall. The position leaves him with just the right amount of space, enough to back up, but not so much that he could get surrounded. In this spot, only two beetles can attack Daniel at once. As the scarabs move in, Daniel hears a scream from the murk behind him, from where he found the dead man. It is not a word. It is a cry. Something unintelligible, primal, but definitely human and familiar. It fades in over the course of a second, as if someone were sprinting toward Daniel, shrieking. A series of thumps and clangs cuts the scream short, but its echo charges on, scouting the tunnels ahead. Daniel snaps back to attention as the first scarab lunges. He evades its attack, releasing an involuntary shout as he does. They lined up ever so nicely, he thinks, pleased with the state of the battlefield. Daniel unleashes a counterattack, yeah. bursting the offending bug's throat in a spiral of ink and light. Although he is unable to stop himself from blinking, Daniel does catch a glimpse of the tunnel blocked by the scarabs. It's empty. It's just you three, then, thinks Daniel, relieved but also wishing he'd thought to look behind him when he struck. In the light, he might have seen whoever had screamed a moment ago. Was the man on the ground not really dead? The next customer rears up, mandibles biting wildly for Daniel's head. A powerful shield bash sends the beetle backward, and Daniel initiates a counter. Halfway through it, he hears footfalls from the direction of the dead man. Unfortunately, it's not enough to remind Daniel to glance backward as his blow connects, and the empty tunnel ahead flashes in his vision once again as the beetle's glowstone supernovas. The footfalls crescendo on the cave floor. Daniel turns to face the last scarab, but he is a moment too late. It barrels forward, mandibles open and aimed at Daniel's right leg. He feels pressure around his upper thigh, and he kicks and flails until the bug's maw disconnects from his body. The scarab backs off, stumbling onto the corpse of one of its own. Ignoring the bubbling of blood from his new wound, Daniel meets the beetle as it charges, missing the glowstone this time. Without a burst of light to herald the killing stroke, the last bug dies in darkness and silence. Almost. The sound of footfalls is very close now, falling in and out of rhythm with Daniel's breathing. Signals from his thigh begin to slither through his nervous system, and Daniel knows that pain is coming. His pants are torn, and blood is running down to his shoe. Not wanting to stay here, but also not wanting to leave supplies behind, Daniel straddles the nearest scarab corpse and begins to loot it. Doing so takes only a few moments. He knows exactly where to cut and what to look for. Bandaging himself can wait. He extracts a ropey intestinal tract, a depleted glowstone, and a carapace. He puts each object in its proper place in and around his backpack. Letting out a sigh, Daniel stands up and looks at the other two corpses. In their death throes, they reposition themselves slightly. They are now leaning against each other, a macabre card house. Daniel walks over and mechanically loops the closest one, pulling out a charged glowstone this time. As he packs up the remains of the second-to-last beetle, Daniel hears a loud double slap. 
on a wall behind him. The footfalls have stopped. 